More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us on this fantastic Thursday across the country. Encourage you... To go subscribe to the podcast, you can search us out on virtually any social media app across the entire internet ecosystem. We are there, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. Go subscribe and join our army everywhere. Uh, We've been talking about the big story out there, which is Ron DeSantis prepared to announce his presidential campaign next week, right in advance of what would be the Memorial Day holiday. Uh, Memorial Day weekend, I would bet, Buck, that he would probably announce on maybe Monday or Tuesday to avoid getting lost in the Memorial Day holiday shuffle, but we will see. That has set off a series of skirmishes between Trump and DeSantis supporters, and also Glenn Youngkin has cannonballed into the discussion, uh, potentially letting it be known that maybe he's going to enter this race after previously saying that he would not to what extent is that a sign of trump vulnerability to what extent is that a sign that maybe desantis has not locked down the number two spot like many thought there are a lot of debates that can surround that and many of you have been weighing in we'll continue to take your calls 800-282-2882 but there are several other stories going on out there, Buck, as uh, as you break this down. Uh, we've got whistleblower hearings going on with the FBI as the fallout from the Durham report continues. We will be discussing that as well. Uh, and I thought this was interesting, Buck. The internal collapse of CNN. CNN is now passed by Newsmax uh, recently to actually become the fourth most watched news network out there. And I don't know if you saw this quote, but Christian Amanpour, who is, I would say, probably the foremost 
uh, version of what an elite journalist would look like, Buck, if you were like just kind of describing someone who would live in this sort of elite journalism universe, even with the accent, uh, even the name and everything else, they are going after Chris Licht, the head of CNN, still for the Donald Trump uh, town hall. And I wanted to play this uh, because wouldn't it be amazing if CNN ends up, the fallout of the town hall is going to end up being more consequential for CNN executives than it was for Donald Trump. Here is cut 10. Listen to this. I understand that the town hall a week ago was for many an earthquake. Before I came here today, I met with CNN CEO Chris Licht at our New York headquarters, and he said the same thing, that it was an earthquake. My management believes they did the right thing, a service to the American people. I still respectfully disagree with allowing Donald Trump to appear in that particular format. We know Trump and his tendencies. Everyone does. He just seizes the stage and dominates. No matter how much flack the moderator tries to aim. For me, I would have dropped the mic at nasty person. Buck. Okay. This is funny. So... I think that uh, I'm in a weird position here because I've got to stand up for Chris Licht on this one. I really do. What is the alternative to all these CNN snowflakes? I guess we don't use that term anymore. I don't know why, but you know, for one. all these, the, all the pearl clutching, all the, oh my gosh, we had Donald Trump on our, on our station for a, give me a break. What are they really going to do? And what you see is this is the hangover of what CNN did to its audience over the course of the Trump presidency, which is just create this anti-Trump silo of of lunacy. I mean, most of it based on the Russia collusion stuff, although there's a lot of other, there are many other things that they threw at Donald Trump as well. And now they have to start to, in order to be a, quote, news network that is going to cover a presidential election, Trump is no longer banned from Twitter. He is no longer banned from Facebook. He is the leading Republican contender and they can hate him as much as they want, but you can't consider yourself a news network if you refuse to allow, in a two-party system, the leading candidate to even appear on your on your channel. Now, I know they'd say, oh, but in this, for- what's the format supposed to be? He's supposed to go in there and have a bunch of live Biden voters shout at him? I know that's what the Democrats would want. But that's clearly lunacy and doesn't really serve any purpose. Joe Biden would never subject. No Democrat would subject themselves to that. Right. You're not going to have somebody go on Fox from the Democrat side in a room full of right wing, you know, uh, Fox viewers and just get pummeled for an hour. So what what alternative? I just think it's kind of funny, you know, whether it's Anderson Cooper when he was like, "I, I understand if you never watch us again, all this hand wringing. How can they claim to be a news network, which they claim, I know it's not reality, but they claim, if you're not going to have Trump on, Clay? Like, what, what is the, where does this go? You know, it's such an interesting question, because to me it ties in, Buck, with the idea of platforming in general. And I believe you're going to hear more and more about this if Trump were to be the nominee. The CNNs of the world, the MSNBCs of the world, they're all going to take a step back, and they are going to say, We're not even going to cover Donald Trump and, to a large extent, his lies, because in platforming him, we are elevating his popularity. But my perspective on this would be, 
Is there anyone out there who doesn't have an opinion on Donald Trump at this point? I mean, are, I, I mean that honestly. Is there a single potential voter who would be, yeah, you know, I just, I really can't make my mind up one way or the other about Trump. I would submit to you that that is almost non-existent. And if that is true, then to a large extent, what you're doing is just allowing people to know what Trump believes, which is Buck. One of the arguments that we've had that I think is so fascinating and I haven't really heard a great answer is, you know, this idea of taking Trump off of Twitter, to your point, he can now come back. I think it actually benefits Trump because I don't think Trump needs more ways to reach his audience. And I think Twitter often played to the worst version of Trump, which was, I'm just going to fire off some inflammatory tweet. And I don't know that he gained substantially in terms of his support. And I think it allowed him to be sometimes the bull in the china shop. And instead of recognizing that he was right in the end result, a lot of times the things that he broke along the way got the attention, not the end result. Um, I, and so I'm not sure that it benefits him. But in general, and I made the same argument with our show, Buck, remember when they took down our interview with Donald Trump uh, from Bedminster on YouTube? And yeah. they took down our interview with Rand Paul? because they didn't like what those guys said to us. Democracy requires that you be able to hear every opinion, ideally, from the people that you're considering voting for. Deciding that you don't believe a political candidate should be able to be heard is actually a monster threat. And that, to me, is what CNN is angling towards with the way the response to this Trump town hall is coming out. Um, Democracy... And yes, we're in a republic, not to get confused for anybody out there who f- wants the distinction to be very clear. But uh, democracy requires uh, free and open exchange of ideas and understanding the positions of opposing parties in order to function. Democrats, the Democrats of today, require ignorance of the position of their opponents, because if they had to actually engage with the ideas that Republicans have, a lot of their belief system would feel a whole lot more shaky. So this is what what's happened is you have uh, Democrats have under the in the Trump era, which I think we are still in, um, stretching back to 2015 until today. Democrats have been increasingly convinced that they don't even have to engage with the 50 percent of the country that would vote for Trump again and or still support, you know, is pleased with what he did as president and would vote for him again. They want what they got in 2020, which was booted off the internet effectively yes. kicked off the social media channels can't even air him on different you know different networks or can't put him on different shows and you know they they want trump untouchable again and that's not going to happen now that's why i think not to transition into this whole other discussion but when they realize that the deplatforming won't work that's when the unfreedoming or incarceration discussion i think gets a whole lot more prominent with democrats as in they want to lock him up. If they can't shut him up, they want to lock him up, which you might have seen, Clay, stories percolating again about uh, Jack Smith and the the documents, and now they're saying National Archives is going to present documents that show Trump knew what he was doing with the documents was illegal. I, I'm just reporting what they are reporting. Yeah. I, I don't even know what's in this. Um but maybe I thought all along that they're going to go for the insurrection charge against Trump in the uh, federal at the federal level. Maybe it really does turn into the documents. As I've said before, possession document cases, 
This can be an is or is not situation. Maybe they think that's their stronger hand or it could be a combination thereof. But with each passing day, I'm more sure. Look at the CNN audience. What do you think, Clay, the CNN audience, if polled, if it came to not even Trump's already being prosecuted in New York, we know if it came to actually locking up Donald Trump before he could become president again, what percent of the CNN audience do you think would say? Absolutely. Seventy five. Yep. I was going to say 80. Yeah. That's what we're dealing with. I I think it's a monster percentage. And by the way, at least that much on the MSNBC audience as well. And I think that's why the ultimate question surrounding Trump and all the legalities. So far, the charges have strengthened Trump's hand in the Republican primary, while I think lessening his appeal in the national electorate. There was a study out, Buck, that said, hey, what is the cost? Because a lot of you out there uh, are uh, are aware of this conversation. They said, what did the argument that 2020 was stolen due to the voting share that Republicans got in uh, the nation. And the argument is, I read a great kind of breakdown, that it was a two-and-a-half or three-point basically swing in terms of favor of Democrats, right? That arguing that the 2020 election was stolen cost you about two-and-a-half or three points, which in a close race is is seismic, right? It's the difference in Arizona, in Georgia, in all these states that that was basically the cost, as it were, the tax, maybe you could even put that, on the electorate is there's about two and a half or three percent of the electorate that would otherwise vote Republican that is so troubled and it's frankly infuriating to both you and me that this would be the case, but they get about a two and a half or three point win when they focus on January 6th, when they focus on 2020. So if they get a two and a half or three point win in the midterms, I would think it would be at least as much, Buck, in the general election in 2024 because you know the playbook that they're going to run. Now, maybe Trump could overcome it, but that is the deficit that you're playing with by being focused on 2020, even if, to be fair, you feel and I feel that the 2020 election was rigged, right? Now, uh, to what extent, I think, is a, is a debate worth having, but that is a win for Democrats, and I think they're counting on that as it pertains to all these potential election charges, that that will actually crush Trump's chances in the general election. And I think for a lot of people out there, maybe they'll start to change their uh, their they'll be willing to open up the discussion more about how 2020 was rigged when Democrats admit that 2016 was not rigged. That Trump actually Which they're won. never going to do. You and know? by the way, not going to be held accountable for. That's the difference. Republicans continue to be held accountable for the arguments we make about 2020. Democrats got rewards yeah. for the lies they told about 2016. During Trump's time in office, I know we could go on this forever, and that's why we do a three-hour-a-day show. During Trump's time in office, um, a majority of Democrats believed that Russia had changed votes Yes, in voting machines. That's now forgotten, but in 2017, 2018... Democrats really, by a majority, believe that. Just so everyone remembers, oh, they care so much about the sanctity of elections and the truth. Sure they do. Yeah. Sure they do. Um, we also care about safety on the roads. And when I come back, I've got to I've got to tell Clay about something. Apparently, a high speed chase in New York City, straight out of a Born Identity movie, <laughs> and it involved two of Clay's absolute favorites in the whole world. So. We're going to bring this tale, this, this, uh, death defying tale, uh, to you. And, and also, uh, Clay, we've got to discuss the Adidas campaign putting men 
in women's bathing suits now. This is where we are, folks. Adidas, global company, they're not they're not backing off it. We're going to have to talk about it. We'll get to that in just a few minutes here. I got to speak out there for a second to my fellow gun owners. You know you want to keep your skills sharp. You want to be getting better all the time, right? It's part of the fun. It's also important. You're going to really make sure that you are getting the fullest out of your Second Amendment rights. You want to be a responsible gun owner who knows how to handle his firearms. But you can't always get out to the range. That's the challenge. And also, ammunition's expensive. So here's a new training tool. Allows you to do dry fire practice at home. The Mantis X system. It's a firearms training system. I've got it here at home. No ammo, all electronic, and it lets you improve your shooting accuracy. It's very straightforward. You just unpack it. It looks really cool. It's kind of space-age-looking technology. You attach it to your existing weapon. And you then download the app, and it will connect to the device, and then you do dry fire practice, and it gives you real-time data about how well you're doing. The the important foundational shooting skills and techniques, Mantis X will give you real data-driven feedback on how you're doing and help you get better. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes of using Mantis X. It's used by U.S. military, including special forces, and it's affordable for you. The Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner. Go to MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. 
Listen to more than a movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I never like telling Clay stories that might upset him a little bit, that might, you know, put him in a bad place. Um, but I saw this and I thought of him right away. <laughs> Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. She she is not princess, right? We don't actually say she's no, not. She is not a princess. She's not a princess. Well, I mean, not at least a, a monarchy style princess. Um, she and Harry say that they had a chaotic night in Manhattan, where I was uh, my hometown, uh, where they were in a high speed car chase. And, of course, they're saying it, unmistakably evocative of the car chase that killed Princess Diana 26 years ago. The paparazzi chasing them all over Manhattan. But, Clay, I have good news for you. The problem with a high-speed car chase in Manhattan is that you're lucky if you can sustain speeds of 15 miles an hour for more than about a minute and 30 seconds. And even that is unlikely if you're going anywhere through Midtown so this seemed to be a low-speed chase, stoplight to stoplight, and even the NYPD has weighed in on it. So your two favorites, Megan and Harry, are safe. They were caught in what appears to be a lie. They were in a high-speed chase, yet they were able to be pursued by people on bikes and on scooters. <laughs> and dare I say, Buck, oh, that's great. potentially even on your, uh, your uh, version of the scooter. You lived in New York City for most of your life. Is it even possible to be in a two-hour high-speed chase in Manhattan? Like two-hour high-speed chase. That's how long they said the process took. Like they just meant that people were tailing them, which that's not a high-speed chase. Meaning people were following them around, and that's pretty easy to do in Manhattan because everyone's you're stopping at red lights all the time and traffic and double parked cars. If they were able to do a high-speed chase for two hours, I want to see the GoPro cam because that would be amazing. And we're talking about you know life flashing before their eyes as they almost you know squash delivery guys all over the place yeah and look i think she's awful and and and, uh i i I feel bad in some way for prince harry because uh she is i think destroyed his life in many ways also just pose for the paparazzi i don't get this either you're dressed super nice for a charity event buck no one cares get your picture they just pretend to not want it clay that's the whole thing i i just i don't get it Uh, Leave it to our friends at Pure Talk to deliver on the best value proposition when it comes to a cell phone service deal. Only Pure Talk will give you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone along with a great plan. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with a mobile hotspot. Pay just 55 bucks a month, get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. Unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to Pure Talk today. The wireless company we're proud to stand behind because they're proud to stand behind us. Just dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy. When you sign up, unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and switch to Pure Talk today. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We're going to get to some of your calls, by the way, before we finish the second hour here. Scheduled to be joined by Daniel Cameron, uh, the Attorney General of Kentucky, who is now the nominee for the Republican Party to take on Governor Bashir, the Democrat governor in the state of Kentucky. Uh, we'll discuss that upcoming campaign with him. Uh, November, obviously not a ton of elections that are going on. The Kentucky governor's race will be one of those that stands out as a very significant arbiter on what we may be ex- expecting going forward. But 
Buck, I wanted to play some of this for you. Uh, obviously, you've got a CIA background, but the FBI in particular, I guess the CIA too, over the 51 intelligence uh, agents who signed, but in particular, the FBI in the wake of the Durham report has been under siege. And Jim Jordan uh, wanted everybody out there who was testifying to know uh, that you will be targeted. Democrats are going to come after you if you decide to speak out and tell the truth. Let's listen to cut one. Our friend, Democrat congressman from Ohio, Jim Jordan, laying it out. Three of those brave whistleblowers and a lawyer who represents them will tell us their story. They will tell us what happened, what they saw, and then what happened to them because they were courageous enough to report it to Congress. I just want to tell you guys, get ready, get ready, because these guys are going to come after you. You know they are. Last hearing we had, we had two journalists, Democrats, two Democrat journalists sat right where you guys did. And these guys tried to get them to divulge their sources. Someone needs to tell them how the First Amendment works. And oh, while Mr. Taibbi, one of those award-winning journalists sitting right where you're sitting, was testifying, guess what else was happening? The IRS was knocking on his door. So get ready. You have never seen, Clay, bureaucracy move with the speed and ferocity it does um, as when there's someone from the inside who's trying to go to Congress and say something foul is happening where I work. True at the FBI. It is true at the CIA. Uh, and and we have all these people uh, that, that, well, we tell people that they have whistleblower protections, but... Mm, not so much, because what ends up happening is the agencies involved will, sure, you can go testify before Congress, but they'll remember. And six months later or 18 months later or whatever, you know, then they decide they're going to go through your time and attendance reports. Then they decide, hey, did you have any unauthorized contact with a, with a journalist at a cocktail party? Then they decide to polygraph you or look at whether they're going to pull your clearance. They act like internally the Stasi of East Germany when it comes to any threat to the federal bureaucrats purview. Um, and you have to also understand that the Democrat donations from these places show you what's happened. They are not entirely, but largely now uh, party organs. Um, and, and that's reflected in what we saw with Comey and McCabe and, and all these, all these guys uh, who went after Trump. So I'm hopeful that this information will get out there about the whistleblowers and, and will at least get it on the record. But I think it goes to show you that anyone who thinks that these places can wash their own laundry doesn't know how they actually function and also how corrupted they've become internally, not just as a function of leadership, but as a function of culture. Uh, and I know this from people who have recently left CIA who talk to me about this. I know people still inside who tell me what's going on. And same thing with the FBI. I'm not as plugged in there, but similar stories. I know some FBI agents. So I, I, I think that people should know this, but it's a, it's a long-term problem we're trying to fix here. And you need someone, as I was saying, what was it yesterday? You need somebody who understands how these places function in order to clean them up. Because this, we're, we can't even abolish the TSA. We're going to abolish the FBI. I mean, it's nice. It's a nice soundbite. I'm with it. But, you know, fool me once, can't get fooled again. I remember when people were telling me they were going to abolish the IRS a few years ago. That didn't happen. Yeah, and also, I think we had a great call, if you remember, from a 27-year FBI veteran down in Florida earlier this week. It's important to note that you can, and he said 90% of FBI agents are good dudes and gals just trying to catch bad guys. 
But at the top of the FBI, I don't think there's any doubt at all that the head of the FBI is rotten and has become a very political-based organization. And let's listen to this, by the way. Garrett O'Boyle, he says bad guys are running parts of the government. This is an FBI whistleblower. This is what he testified to. Listen to cut two. I've sworn to defend this country from enemies, both foreign and domestic, even if that means sacrificing my life. My oath, however, did not include sacrificing the hopes, dreams, and livelihood of my family. In weaponized fashion, the FBI allowed me to accept orders to a new position halfway across the country. They allowed us to sell my family's home. They ordered me to report to the new unit when our youngest daughter was two weeks old. Then, on my first day on the new assignment, they suspended me, rendering my family homeless. They refused to release our goods, including our clothes, for weeks. All I wanted to do was serve my country by stopping bad guys and protecting the innocent. To my chagrin, bad guys have begun running parts of the government, making it difficult to continue to serve this nation and protect the innocent. This is where we are, Buck. And, and I mean, that's, you know, difficult to hear that testimony. But I, I hope that we, we've been talking, and we'll take some of these calls to close out the hour. We've been talking, Buck, a great deal about the Republican primary. I hope that the Republican candidates who want to be the nominee in 2024 will discuss what they will do to fix our FBI, to fix, frankly, our military. The leadership of the military, the FBI, and the CIA has got to change in order for the culture to truly be adjusted. It's about leadership, culture, mission, um, and honestly also having a really clear framework of what's acceptable and unacceptable behavior. And that that goes to all those other issues as well. Um, I think it's worth everybody being reminded of the fact that this isn't even some of these whistleblowers. You just heard that guy. And I'm hearing this. I'm going, yep, that's what they do. You know what they do in the uh, in the NYPD, and I know we got a lot of current and former NYPD who listen to the show. If if they if you get on the wrong side of your superiors, they give you something called highway therapy. Highway therapy is when they figure out where you live and the precinct that is the absolute furthest from that, and assign you to that precinct. That means now instead of your commute maybe being twenty minutes or thirty minutes in the morning, I mean if you get sent out to Far Rockaway and you live in you know the North Bronx. Uh, you're, you're committing about an hour and a half to get to work every day, right? So there's a, there's a whole range of ways that they punish people on the whistleblowers that we're talking about here. Some of them, this wasn't about Trump. I, I want everyone to understand that this wasn't about Trump necessarily. Some, some of it was, but in some cases, these whistleblowers came forward because the Biden DOJ was targeting parents who were concerned at school board yeah. meetings. And treating them in memos as though they are a domestic terrorism threat. Oh, you showed up to school because, you know, little Bobby and little Sarah were being masked up in the first grade after having their school shut down for 18 months? Maybe you're a domestic terrorist. That's what Merrick Garland and his goons think of you. So I think everyone has to understand that this isn't even, this is way beyond just even the weaponization against Trump, which has also been a very real thing. Yeah, and we talked about this, too. When you send the message that domestic extremism and white supremacy are the biggest threats to our country, then you're going to get all of these people who want to elevate their job, they're going to go find those criminals. And the sad thing is, you can find just about every single one of you out there listening to us right now, if a dragnet was put on your life 
they could find something that you have done in your time, maybe a tax return. Maybe it's something that was involved in some sort of business that you were associated with. If you get the full car wash treatment from a federal agency and investigation, fuck, you know this, they can find you having violated some law. Almost every single one of us out there would not be completely clean if they put you through the car wash and tried to decide whether or not to throw the book at you. And that's the message that they're sending uh, to all these individuals out there. Take some of your calls when we get back. Uh, For as many times we go online, open an account, make a purchase, register for an event, whatever it is we're doing, there's zero in the way of safeguards oftentimes that your identity is securely stored away. Companies and institutions can take steps to ensure customer data is kept safe, but even then, every day, there's news of another data breach. The best assistance you can find comes from LifeLock by Norton. Hands down, their online identity theft protection second to none. For as often as your personal info gets exposed, protecting your identity with LifeLock is that much more valuable. LifeLock will detect and alert you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like new accounts being opened in your name. If you become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now and save 25% off your first year with promo code Clay. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use that promo code Clay for 25% off. Having peace of mind, knowing they've got your back, is worth it. That's LifeLock.com, promo code Clay. The Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives with cool content, surprise guests. Get it all on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We're going to get to your calls in just a moment. Also, Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron, fresh off his win for the Republican nomination for governor in Kentucky, will be joining us in just a few minutes. We'll be talking to him about, well, a whole range of things. Um, and also, we're going to get to your calls in a second here. Uh, but first, as some of you, as some of you may already know, automakers are, at least some of them, taking AM radios out of new cars and trucks. This provides a grave threat to all disaster responses and relief efforts. Why? AM radio is the most reliable form of communication during the worst conditions with its broad coverage. Power goes out, cell and internet goes down. AM is almost always the last one standing, and it's the cornerstone of the national public warning system. This is not just about alerting the public, but rather letting Americans have a place to go to get trustworthy, life-saving information before, during, and after a crisis. Americans need real-time information on what neighborhoods are at risk and where they can go for help if they need to. Coverage on disasters has saved lives. We're talking about things like wildfires in California, train derailment in Ohio, tornadoes in Oklahoma, hurricanes on the East Coast. AM radio is free. And it isn't dependent on having a power company keeping a transmitter running. Help us do something to stop this. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars and trucks. Again, text AM to 52886 and let Congress know we need to keep AM in those cars and trucks. And get more info at clayandbuck.com. And Mr. Clay, we have, I believe... A number of calls up now. John in Bangor, Maine. I want to go up to Maine. I haven't been in a while. What's going on, John? Hey, how's it going, guys? We're doing fantastic. We're good, sir. Good, good. You guys are doing a lovely job, to, uh, you know, taking over Russ's uh, spot there. I've listened to him since I was in middle school. My dad worked for the government and was a big uh, Rush Limbaugh fan and, I was calling in because you guys were talking about Trump and DeSantis, and honestly, um, I I worked on the George W. Bush campaign back in '04 and voted for him back in '04, and after him, uh, I was a Ron Paul guy uh, through and through until I found Trump, and I've been loyal to Trump ever since. And I did live in Florida for a little bit um, under Jeb Bush and Rick Scott, and. I uh, didn't get to experience Florida under uh, Ron DeSantis, but from what I've read of him um, from multiple sources, he's in bed with the globalists, and he's... he's what does that mean? What does that mean? What does it mean to be in bed with the globalists? If I if I can just ask you to elucidate that one a little bit more. Well, you, you've got people like, uh, you know, the guys running like Carl Schwab, uh, George Soros, the Rothschild family. Yeah, but uh, what does that have to do with Ron? Ron DeSantis doesn't. He's not affiliated with any of them, is he? But what am I missing? Well, George Soros actually is backing him. No, uh, look, in, I appreciate yeah, the call. Look, yeah, no. I'm going to hang up when people <laughs> so, just like, throw out like crazy names. Like George Soros does not want Ron DeSantis to be president of the United States. All right, like that is a hundred percent a falsehood. Now, what's interesting to me, Buck, is 
DeSantis is actually running to the right of Trump. So, like, the globalist rhino thing I don't buy into on the right of Trump. I think the, the if you were Trump and you want to attack DeSantis, I think you can attack, and we talked a little bit about this, on the six-week abortion ban in, in Florida. Trump is, despite the fact that Trump uh, appointed the three justices that overturned Roe v. Wade and, and brought us Dobbs, Trump is actually running to the left of DeSantis on abortion, right? He's saying, hey, I'll try to figure out something that works. Uh, yeah, he's, and, he's and, actually and to standing up to corporate DeSantis. power and, yeah. you know, with regard to Disney and also wanted the Bud Light boycott to end sooner. Yes. Uh, at least Don Jr. called for it to end sooner, but I think Trump Sr. has also come out for it to end sooner. So these are just statements of, of the facts as they lie right or as they are right now. You can prefer Trump. But the idea that George Soros wants DeSantis is crazy talk. Like, that is not true. Uh, and by the way, I never would have thought that we would have a debate going on on Puerto Rico, by the way, Buck. We do. But, I yes. know. We got Je- fired. We got Jeff in Tallahassee, Florida, wants to throw down over the Puerto Rico issue with the call from an hour ago. Jeff, yes. the line is yours, sir. Go for it. All right. Uh, thank you. Appreciate you uh, for taking my call. Uh, my wife is Puerto Rican. I'm a uh, one-eighth Native American. Uh, Tallahassee, Florida, a member of the uh, Tama Tribal in uh, Wickham, Georgia, right up the road from Tallahassee. But anyway, long, uh, make it short, Puerto Rico fought for its independence in the Spanish-American War with Roosevelt. Uh, her great-grandfather fought for the Spanish-American War for Puerto Rico's independence. Um, her, her grandfather served in the Air Force for 30 years. If Puerto Rico was to become a state, I think that should be left up to our elected officials to make that recommendation. And I... I feel like they should become a state for, you know, they fought for their independence with the United States from Spanish back in the uh, late 1800s. I'm out here working. I'm a truck driver, so I'm trying to hurry up and get stuff off the truck. No, uh, look, anyway, we appreciate, we appreciate everybody out in. there working while they listen to us, Buck. And I, the, the Puerto Rico statehood, I did not have on the bingo card for debate topics uh, from callers today when we sat down to do the show. So, yeah, I mean, Puerto Rico, uh, I believe they, uh, first of all, they have U.S. passports and are considered U.S. citizens. The, the challenge for Puerto Rico in on the statehood side of things, well, there's a number of challenges, but uh, one of them would be, and let's be clear, Congress has added states. I know we're, you, we're, we've gotten really used to 50, um, but it's a different issue than with Washington, D.C., which is supposed to be a federal protectorate, and I don't think that there's a constitutional basis to change that. Um but uh, Puerto Rico doesn't pay federal income tax. It's always been a mess, Buck, because, you know, I lived in the U.S. Virgin Islands. I'm still an attorney in the, both the state of Tennessee and the U.S. Virgin Islands. There's a lot of territorial law, and this is getting really into the, the nitty-gritty of constitutional history. Territorial law for places like the U.S. Virgin Islands, for places like Puerto Rico, are very different historically than states. Now, they've had different referendums over the years on statehood. Puerto Rico is struggling as an economy right now. So many people, as you mentioned, have moved. There's a million Puerto Ricans in the state of Florida. They're all over uh, New York, where you grew up. Um, And so this has been a challenging issue for decades. But I don't think, again, it's going to decide the Republican primary uh, between Trump and DeSantis. I don't think it's going to come down to what their stance is on Puerto Rico statehood. Just We're going to have uh, A.G. Cameron, Attorney General Cameron of Kentucky with us next. Stick around. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 